if I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds or sip no serve. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Nerds Arounds, guys. It's your host, Sebastian. Boy, And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. As always, we like to bring out um, great creators talking about what they're doing. So this is another creator series. This creator series, we get to feature Lauren Clover. Lauren, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? We're good. Hanging in there. I'm alive. Don't ask um, me much more. I'm alive. You know, like, yeah. those, like those posters Bare with the minimum. cat. Just hanging in there, man. Just hang yep. in there. Just <laughs> the bar is low. We're just going to be able to step <laughs> over it. Low, That's it. Solo. So... Lauren, you're on the episode. You're back. You're on our live. We were talking fun stuff. We were talking, I believe we were talking Cap and Winter Soldier. Oh, no, we were talking Mortal Kombat. No, we're talking, we're talking Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah, we were talking Kombat. about Kombat. We're talk- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We were talking about trash combat. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> that was rough. Oh, that was rough. That was rough. You were a very good sport about it. Like, such a good sport. <laughs> Like, we, we, let's be honest. We all came for the Kimbo rant. That's what we did. Yes. Yo. That was, <laughs> yeah. oh, that was, that was amazing. That was Indeed. amazing. Yeah. So what got you, what got you on the path of wanting to become a creator, um, a cosplayer? Cause um, again, when met, um, that's amazing cosplay as always, whenever we see you in person. So please tell us what got you on this journey and everything. Um, I started out actually as a performer in theater, mm-hmm. um, it's in my family. Um, my aunt owns a theater. Uh, I've been on stage since I was seven. So acting is just a big part of my life. Um, I, so I, I've done stage, I've done musical theater, I've done drama, I've done some indie filming. Um, so cosplay kind of was because I was, you know, I, I, I was that, uh, that, that girl that, you know, was into all the nerdy things that would play with the boys, play Power Rangers with the boys while the girls were off playing princesses. <laughs> and um, mainly, uh, mainly I, I just saw cosplay as a way to cast myself in roles I would never be able to play. Okay. Okay. That's that's dope. I mean, you like you mentioned again, you have a background theater and everything. So you've actually also been in some indie films, which includes um the one and also TV series Zombie Hunters, City of the Dead. Mom, tell us a bit about yes. your film career and how did you get into film from there and all that? What what was the process for you and everything? Um how, how <laughs> was it to be in a zombie show? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not as glamorous as you think. Yeah, uh, gal. <laughs> Like the gallons and gallons of, of fake blood, um, the amount of times we've had to pause uh, filming because one of the one of the film spots for Zombie Hunter City of the Dead was at a warehouse next to the LIRR mm. in Huntington Station. Uh-huh. And we kept having to pause a scene whenever a, a train would go by and there half of us are zombified and the other half of us are holding fake guns that don't look fake and there's like three cameras around some equipment (laughs) and people like you know there's a guy i'm trying to (laughs) figure out cops are being called sometimes because you hear the screams (laughs) like the neighbors are calling i think someone's dying over there i don't know what's going on that's so funny. It's, the point you know, again, is there. Not like, exactly. Is that what I think it is? Yeah. 
but it it it, uh, it reminds me because you're talking about like how you guys are filming and then you got to stop filming because the train's coming. It reminds me when when we used to play in the streets and then someone yells car. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. I mean, it's, it's pretty much like you know, unfortunately, <laughs> filming on Long Island um, unless you're at like you know Grumman Studios <laughs> or in the city or out in the Hamptons, you really just you're at the mercy of your locations <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> but Man. so when did you make that transition from stage to screen to cosplay like what's that process um cosplay i i kind of started doing back in high school mm. so i want to say my first cosplay was it was sailor saturn i did a really weak nice. version of sailor saturn <laughs> Um, when I, we're going back 2002, uh, <laughs> okay. um, and, uh, I want to say, yeah, that was a like 10th, 11th grade. So, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. And cool. So, and that was kind of the start of me figuring out also how to sew. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely a whole bunch of, uh, steps and costume creation that you're, that you're starting there. And was that was so when you were doing that in high school, was that was that something that you and a group of friends kind of did something you shared with the group? Or was that something you kind of just started on your own because you just wanted to do it? I did it more on my own. Mm -hmm. And I managed to meet a couple of people that were also into it. I didn't really meet a lot of people until college that were into that. And that's when like Icon was more of a thing. Yeah. So I, I got to, you know, go to a couple of those. That was like 2005, 2006. Mm -hmm. And then so going to a bunch of cons, what was that point in the cons where you felt like, you know, you want to you want to continue running, running with this? Was it more so like you were getting a bunch of people coming up to you saying, loving your designs, doing the picture, seeing kids? What is it about it that made you feel like, yeah, I want to I want to keep pursuing this and kind of turn it into what you have today? Um, it was definitely, I mean, a good portion of it was, was the kids. Um, mm -hmm. some of it was also helping my friends because when they couldn't make things, I would help them make stuff. Um, uh, I kind of continued on path when it comes to working with kids. Uh, I teach musical theater. Um, so I like, I like working with kids. I'm also a party performer as well. So it's always fun when a kid looks at you and sees a character that they recognize and they come running, they go running up to you because, you know, they, they want a picture with that character. I got to do um, Breath of the Wild Zelda. Oh, nice. At, yes. A hand, yeah. I think, was that three years ago at the last um, in-person Long Island Retro Gaming Expo? Oh, you, you, I know people probably snap because I saw your um, through your Instagram again. You've done Sally. I saw the Breath of the Wild Zelda you did, which again, phenomenal. You you've always you've always you. um, done some great work. But I wanted to ask you. I was going to ask who was your favorite character to cosplay because I know that's a common question. I wanted to ask how do you mentally prepare to be that character? Do you? I mean, having the theater background and everything, um, what are some of the steps you take to be that character that you are playing? Probably like my favorite character would be Sailor Moon and the variations of Sailor Moon. Okay. I always felt a connection with the character. Um, and one of the things that I absolutely love 
about the character now is that I have a daughter mm-hmm. who also loves to cosplay as well. Mm-hmm. And she cosplays as Chibi Moon. <laughs> and one, one of the last group photo shoots I got to do was with a whole group of friends. We were in casual clothes, but we all had the wigs and we went to a pumpkin patch and did just did a pumpkin patch sailor group. Oh, cosplay. That's, awesome. that's and, great. Sick. And out of my favorite pictures is my daughter on my back as Sailor Moon, as, as Usagi and Jibusa. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. You're able to, you know, share that, share that with her and, and, all, yeah. and, and all that. What was, is, her, is that. what was her first costume? Her very first costume, I think was, I think was Matilda. Oh, okay. oh that's awesome. And she's awesome. a little redhead. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And meeting you too. I mean, your family, that cosplay is just you, your husband, your daughter. Guys, mm-hmm. all like um, you guys definitely yeah, my, all cosplay together. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, you guys mm-hmm. all get into it though. That's awesome. But now let's get into um the meat and bones of this <clears throat> because again, we know that you're a phenomenal cosplayer. Again, you're an actress. You've you've acted in a quite a few films and TV shows. Um, but you did something that was really, 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 really awesome. Because when we had this conversation, we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons, but then you're like, oh, I did this thing. It's called Witch Mark. Which um, you've done with other <laughs> cosplayers, which take the storm on TikTok. So, what led to the creation of Witchmark? Please, let's get well, into. <laughs> for for the people who have no idea what we're talking about right now, could you like give them like a what this yes. is? So, when so with TikTok, um, what has become popular is a version of LARPing called virtual LARPing. So, for those of you who don't know what LARPing is. It, is it's live action role-playing. It's taking on a character and dressing up as the character, creating your own original character, OC, as we we just refer to it as. Um, But uh, especially with the world shutting down, a lot of TikTok tags, um, using hashtags to be able to find these particular LARPs, have come out. So the first one I joined was created by a bunch of bunch of friends of mine called Element Allies. And out of that, a few other tags were created. And with Element Allies, it was you could be a human, you could be an elemental, and you had this um, storyline of trying to find the balance because humanity is kind of destroying the earth. And you have a lot of angry elementals and then you have the people and you have, you know, the humans that don't care. And then you have the people in between elementals and humans that are trying to come together to find the balance and fix everything. So it's this storyline and you can kind of make yourself a protagonist, antagonist, you're a hero of your own story, interacting with some of these main characters that are trying to lead you through this story and lead you through your your character story um, as you're living through the overworld. Mm -hmm. So there are some other tags that are similar to that. There are other tags that are just completely open. It's just, here's the map of this world. Um, Here's the type of people who live in this world. Good luck, everybody. 
Like, <laughs> create your character. You exist. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but with Witchmarked, we created a world where you have witches, you have witch hunters, and you have the people who kind of live in between. So you have these witches who are born with magic. Well, they, they get their mark once, they're, once they turn 13, essentially. They get a mark which shows that they're, they're witches. They choose their alignment to, their, to one of three priestesses, um, which allows them access to certain types of magic. But where they go from there is up to them. It's it's kind of like, you know, it's not the weapon that's dangerous. It's the person wielding it. And then you have the witch hunters who kind of see all witches as evil. And you have the humans, the, the, the people in between, that they're kind of living in this world where there's this war essentially going on between the witches and the witch hunters trying to figure out, well, are all witches bad or are some witches bad or the witch hunters, right? Are the witch hunters dangerous themselves? So that's kind of the story that we're telling. Did you have the idea before the pandemic and then like the pandemic happened and you made it happen virtually or was the plan always to like be virtual with this? At least the storyline. So the storyline actually comes from a book I was writing back in college. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the basic idea and my character. Mm-hmm. Um, it, not all of the details, but a lot of like, you know, the main idea behind it of this world and the fact that you know you have this fear of the unknown but the need for everybody to come together because there's possibly a greater evil on the horizon and a need for understanding however when i decided to resurrect this story i met a lot of people i didn't know so i mean there's a good portion of people that i met through other tags mm-hmm. Um, who joined me in creating Witchmarked that like two of them I met during Element Allies and like, you know, some people I've just met along the way. One person I knew back when we both lived on Long Island and we both moved away and we just happened to reconnect because we uh, were in another tag, Stardust Smugglers together. Okay, that's, that's actually pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we just turn around, we're like, Hey, and I'm like, you know, I turned to one friend in particular, um, uh, who plays the uh, the high priest, high priestess Crystal, uh, Gothic Little Mermaid, uh, is her uh, TikTok handle, and I said to her, like, you know, I have this idea. Are you on? And she's like, Yeah, I'll join you. And then from there, we were like, Okay, who else can we get to be part of the creative team of this? To kind of, you know, be admins because usually you create like a discord to kind of hand out all the information and Mm -hmm. the rules and where everybody can show 
you know, the basics of their story. And when people then share their videos, they can post their videos. So everybody in the game can follow along. So just, it makes it a lot easier for people to be able to be a part of the story together. So if you, if someone was new and wanted to join Witchmark, what would they have to do? um, How are some people able to get involved and what are some of the steps for them, the beginning steps and all that? So the beginning steps would be to reach out and get, get into the discord. So we would invite you into the discord and then um, we always recommend like, you know, take a look. Uh, We kind of separate in the discord where there's like um, the about the basic information. Um, I do believe we have like the maps up of the lay of the land. So you can see what, what the world looks like. Um, we have basic descriptions. If you choose to be a witch, if you choose to be a witch hunter, if you choose to just be a human, that's kind of in between. Um, it gives you basic different ideas. We show you the and what we refer to as the NPCs, which is the admin crew who are the characters that are kind of like, Hey, this is the plot line that's going on in the overworld. Mm-hmm. How's your mm-hmm. character going to react to this? I was going to say, is it easier for someone to jump in if they already have uh, have had a LARP experience or any type of like role play experience? Or is it like easy to jump in if you're a newbie? It really is up to that person. We've had a, a handful of new LARPers join mm-hmm. us in this. And I mean, they've they've been doing great. Their character idea and design has been wonderful. And, you know, sometimes it just is just a matter of watching everybody and coming up with ideas of how you want to portray your character, the relationships that you want to connect and make. Usually when you're like creating a character, you kind of want to have an idea of maybe like other characters this character is similar to. So that way you can look for sound bites from this character in case like, you know, you just want to mess around with some videos because sometimes the sound bites just help or you like, you want to have an idea of like, you know, the type of character that they are. So when you come across certain sound bites, you like, you know, you save them and you're like, okay, so the next time I'm in this character, I'm going to use these sound bites. And, you know, it might not further your character story, but it might just be fun. And it also shows, you know, your character's personality. So what's yeah. what's been the funniest soundbite that you've come across? <laughs> um, <laughs> there's one soundbite. I think three of us have used it so far, and it's um, it's somebody narrating, you know, ac- acceptable responses to being stabbed. Rude. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you are you gonna want this back, or can I keep this? That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> That's amazing. That's and funny. usually it's just like, you know, the person, like, you know, whoever's filming it will time out each response and just, you know, do that little bit. And then, you know, responding back to it. Also, there's one of our players um, did um, this one sound bite, and it's, there's no voice. It's just the sound of like uh, scraping, like a scraping chair making music. And he's like, bump, 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 bump. But it's a chair that's scraping. And it's, their character was kidnapped again. 
and it's just them popping. Did you say kidnapped again? Do we need to put them in wit? Do we need to put them in sack? Like, are they okay? <laughs> That's funny. There's there's some people, and they're just like, I'm just here because I need to be saved again. We like we like our angst with our morning tea. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Funny. We That's woke up. Funny. We chose angst today. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, so my, my, my question is more like about the story, uh, of the LARP. So do you have, if your admins, do they have like, are they building out a story of where they see the future? And then there are events that happen in sort of real time that you share show in the discord so that your players can react to them to move the story along to kind of keep them all aligned to the main plot that you have. Yes. Um, we have planned out for at least two more chapters Mm -hmm. like we know what the next two chapters are going to hold sometimes the details of the chapter change because all of a sudden at like three o'clock in the morning one of us goes oh my god i just had the best (laughs) idea what if like it just it happens um but the basic idea behind everything still holds and like we know where our characters where we want our characters to end and how long are the chat have the chapters been so um, far? We're still technically in the first chapter. We premiered um, beginning of February, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. And we did hit a lull due to there was some personal, something personal that happened. Uh, there were some personal things that popped up for people mm. that we just kind of, okay, we're going to take a break mm-hmm. and allow people to kind of reset. And we're not going to, you know, overwhelm you know, players, we're going to allow for things, you know, it happens, you know, it feel, and we say, feel free to post your side plots, feel free to post your, you know, feel free to post your memes. But for right now, like, you know, main plot is kind of on hold for X, Y, and Z. Um, But we're, we're um, just past the first story arc. We did create what we refer to as the AU, um, an nice. alternate universe weekend, which was the spring festival. Cool. So it allows us to then create side stories that technically don't have to be canon mm. to the main plot, but allows us allows the characters to have fun. So we had like um, we had a, a springtime festival with a picnic and a ball, and everybody got to get their characters dressed up and have fun. And there were like little performances from some of the characters. For, for some of your characters, for like some of the dramatic themes in fantasy and, you know, me just me being unfamiliar to, to LARPing in general, have there been OCs that have like died or people who have planned a plot where someone betrays and kills someone and you guys all kind of react to that? Not in this tag yet. <laughs> I, <know> <laughs> I love that you know the possibilities out there. You're like, it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um. <laughs> we play D and D, so we and we are yeah. a chaotic party, um, so we completely understand. Oh, we chaotic understand understatement. Yep. Death is around the corner. <laughs> yes, always. Uh, <laughs> so you also have some NPCs um, again that people get to meet. The player characters get to meet. I want you to yes. see if you could tell us a bit about some of them. Um, I have it um, sure. two over here, like Layla and Fair. If you can give us a little bit of backstory with them mm-hmm. and what PC, what player characters can expect when they meet these two characters. So um, you have uh, Fair, who is one of the high priestesses. 
she's the high priestess of the Canis Coven. And that's kind of like the middle ground, like gray magic. She is kind of on the sarcastic side. <laughs> she's, but like, not like intentional. She's just very witty. So, and it's through her wit that she always makes a connection with her, with her coven. So okay. if you're one of her, one of her children, so to speak, she always takes that, like, you know, she'll say something kind of snarky, but give you a look, like, look for the deeper meaning of it. And kind of the thing with the Canis Coven is that they're, they kind of have, um, a cover of being like a little circus. So they, they kind of travel around there. So they're always hidden. And then I, she has her apprentice, Felix, who doesn't like anybody at all. He's very, <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't like anybody. He's, he's very mean to everybody. And uh, he has this gift of kind of um, astral projecting. Mm. Okay. That's his gift. Okay. And is so, Felix played by another person or? Yes, there, Felix. Okay. Felix. Um, so Fair is played by the the handle of Sarah in the wings. Mm -hmm. And then okay. Felix is played by the handle uh, cake. Dot, the best way I can describe this is JPEG. It's like the JPG. Mm. Who's been your favorite NPC to play? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love when we have to make them pick children. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's your pick favorite? Pick your favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> who's my favorite child? Oh, that's so that's so tough. I guess my favorite like OC to play probably right now is is Emerus. Okay. <laughs> Emerus Emerus is my is is my current favorite. Why is that? So, as much as I love Geo over at Element <laughs> Allies. So so why why Emerus? He's probably the closest to me personality-wise, okay. in a sense. So, and a, just a lot more um, quicker in thought than I am. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it easier to fall into, like, his character versus someone like Geo? Um, I mean, Geo's pretty simple. There's, there's another character that I play in Start a Smuggler's caster, and he's, like, the absolute hardest to portray. And then... I have, um, there's another character from another tag called 2690 uh, Rise of the Beast. And it's a post-apocalyptic tag where humans are gone and these hybrids of animal humans are kind of running things. Okay. And the character that I play in that, her name is Era, and she's a white wolf hybrid. Okay. Oh, and, she, and she is psycho. She is out of her mind. She is like Borderland Psycho Psycho. Um, like Harley Quinn meets Mazikeen. Ooh. Oh. Damn. Damn. So, so how, do she even, is... how do you even start to get into that kind of headspace? Do you even have fan art for that? I want to see it. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> so have you have you is, uh, Have you been looking forward to like being outside of like this pandemic and like doing these, uh, like do do these have any application like 
in real life like uh, like to do like a photo shoot or something oh no just or... like larping like back to the, the old ways uh outside of the virtual space um yes and no only because a lot of the the thing that virtual larping has given us is the ability to larp with people that we would never be able to make to be with mm. um a good portion of our larpers are from all over um half of the admins on so there's me in vermont which i mean it's a four-hour drive to get back to long island so <laughs> half, right. half the admins are on long island the other half are in florida oh wow mm. okay but i mean in rise of the beast the people who created that tag are in italy no way oh, that's that's and, actually pretty cool and i met them from playing element allies and from playing Witchmark because they joined me in those games as well mm. cool so i i like uh, go ahead sonny i'm sorry no i mean uh just kind of going into the whole oc thing so like looking at your tiktok i'm assuming the your top three newest tiktoks are with your character from rise of the beast Yes. Um, so scrolling through your TikTok, kind of looking at all your OCs, notice, you know, you had mentioned, uh, you mentioned Caster. You, I see that you did a new one, uh, Draco for Kingdom of Stars. I yes. see Elcyon. You also mentioned Rue and how Rue has a connection to you. But what is your process for creating these original characters? Are you picking from certain themes from like some of your favorite characters? Are you just trying to be a different person that you haven't been before? You just kind of, because you have so many, how, you know, how do, how do you do it? I mean, I know it's, we've all kind of, you know, create different Dungeons and Dragons characters, but we're picking characters and putting them onto a sheet and picking some numbers. You're, you're like creating. All my split personalities. Yeah, from, oh, yeah. yeah, from the ground up and like right. doing it up They're visually. They're all of me. <laughs> uh, I guess the best way to describe it, I mean, a good, por- a good portion of the characters are version of characters that I have written before. But every character and and everything that I have written, um, one of the best ways I can write is that no matter no and no matter what I'm writing, I like to cast my characters. So all my characters are usually based off of people I know in real life. Okay. Sometimes they're an exaggeration of somebody. Mm-hmm. So all of my characters do have a version of me. But then they have characters that I relate them to, that I kin them to. Do these people know that you have characters <laughs> of them? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh man. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> I love, that. I love it. Jingle. That's the new jingle. One of the things, um, again, that we see in D&D a lot too is the description of the world and everything around them. So I know that having to get into these um, stories that you guys are building, these campaigns and everything, and um, witch mark and everything. How is it when you guys are describing these towns, uh, what's going off in your head when you're describing them? And what's the goal when you're wanting to transfer the the player character to these worlds? What is something that you're trying, like, you know, a smell or stuff like that? What are some of the things you get into when you're creating the environment around them and describing the town or place where they're at? Um, when it comes to witch marked, especially, um, we kind of, I, I created this map 
and I I kind of I kind of over open world it in a sense of okay well we have the farms because it originally we didn't have any maps we we didn't even have any town names or anything <laughs> we had a bunch of people come in and they came up with a bunch of different ideas about what they do when they're not at the covens or like when like, no, the humans are coming in and they're like, all right, well, I'm a farmer in the meantime. And I'm, and I sell herbs to the witches. And then we had this one um, player come in, uh, Maestro M Cosplay. And he created this character, Silas, but his character was the owner of this factory because we take place in a steampunk type world that is like, you don't need magic. We have steam now to do all of our machinery. And like the way he presented his character was such a showman, like <laughs> commercial personality. And it was just amazing. And I was like, like, I, I love the creativity with his character. And I'm like, we need to know where everything is because like, you know, some people are like, I work here when I'm not doing something and I'm like okay and, and people are like where do we live like where are the people hiding I'm like we need a map <laughs> I need to make a map it's become a necessity we need a map these people are all we need a map. <laughs> <laughs> but not just that we kind of created the ability to um not just create a map but then there are like open spots where if a player comes in or decides they want to open or do something like, I want to open a shop. Okay, tell me where on the map you want to have it. So there's certain yeah. markings on the map with letters or numbers that shows where what's taken and what's not. So they can be like, I want this spot. And this is going to be where my shop is. And then we make an announcement in the Discord. This is now taken by this shop. Nice. So be sure to visit them. So that way they can create videos of them like you know like the baker the baker can now make videos of them baking and like something happens where a witch hunter comes in looking for a witch that they might be hiding have you ever thought of or done a nobleman evicting the baker and putting someone else new in the as a tenant <laughs> <laughs> we we haven't done that gotta start collecting taxes yeah <laughs> <laughs> although however um my my roommate has there. joked about showing up as as the real estate agent for the area. <laughs> <laughs> and being That's like, amazing. And and the deeds like, of the land. And being like, we we have a great spot. It just it just fell out of the sky. The <laughs> <laughs> underneath, but you know, just it's it's a garden decoration. It's it's fully furnished. <laughs> oh man, it, it, that's, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Um, yeah. No, but I want to thank you for coming on, Lauren, um, sharing with us Witchmark. I mean, what are some of the tags that people can find um, Witchmark on and um, find you as well? You can find me on TikTok under a couple of geeks, um, underscore, uh, between each word. But if you check hashtag Witchmarked, um, another hashtag that we use a lot is protect the balance. Okay. Okay. But you can also follow um, Fairwind Cosplay, who plays Layla. You can follow um, the Gothic Little Mermaid, who fa who plays Crystal. There's also Aurelian Cosplay, who plays Maisie. And there's also Small Lady V, Small Lady VI, 
who is our little messenger girl, Zuzu. Nice. That's awesome. I love it. Thank yeah. you, Lauren, again for coming on. Guys, make sure you, you check it out. Oh, yeah. Again, this is awesome. Yes. And um <laughs> you will definitely you will definitely see more of Lauren on the show. You will definitely see more of us um definitely talk about Witchmark because we are the role-playing nerds that we are. Come join <laughs> us. Yeah, we got we got that bug. Now. Oh, that please. <laughs> if you mm, oh, I see it's a uh, Joan Tony, we're gonna get you that paladin armor. You're gonna Oh my god. Well, you know, I'm here for it. Listen, 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 listen. I have the foam crafting book, you know, like I have foam at the house. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, thank you again for coming on, Lauren. It's been a pleasure. Um, again, guys, this has been Nerds It Around. It's your host Sebastian. It's your boy Law. Anybody tone from across the hall. 